1: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sense Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusho. Boys, How Goods Footy. Here we go, here we go, here we go.
0: All right, I want every listener to know that <laughs> obviously they can't see what I've done and um I because I'm attached to this laptop because we're recording remotely, I couldn't physically do it. But if we're at the studio and you asked me that, uh, I would just want everyone to envision I'm sitting at the desk, you've asked me that. I've just pushed my chair backwards, I've stood up, I've walked out of the room, and then you've just heard a gunshot as I've shot myself because fuck footy this week and last week as well.
2: Um but- Sean, <laughs> you and I on the other hand, we're going <laughs> Footy
1: Delicious. So, yeah, Tom, in that scenario that Joel just described, uh, the mourning period would be pretty swift because then yeah. I'd be like, hey, Tom, how good's the war on Collingwood? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dusha would come back to life and he'd be like, yeah, fuck those cunts.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, it, it, oh, sorry, is someone talking shit about Eddie Maguire? I'm here <laughs> to join in.
2: Better bring him back from the dead. Also, you, you drop that and then I say, and also, Sean, how good is it winning after a bye for the first time since 2011?
0: No, then the gunshot goes off again. Ooh. This time
1: I've killed Tom.
2: Tom, didn't you already do that? Uh no. Well, so we've had we've won one bye since 2011.
1: Well, there you go. So the thing you just said was bullshit,
2: which was uh the game against Hawthorne uh, where they missed a goal after the siren. So this is sorry, so this is the first time we've ever won in the season bye. Okay. Um the only other win we've had is the uh, the, the the week grand final the week right before finals by that they introduced a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But since two thousand eleven, Geelong hasn't won the year, like the season by um in its history. And we finally did. It's, it's felt pretty big good. Tom.
1: That's the Queensland weather, mate. Oh. It's absolutely pumping.
2: Look at it's, it's charged Chris Scott. It's charging Geelong.
1: I'm liking Chris Scott for two reasons. Yep. The beard is enormous and he yep. looks great. Yep. And two, he just loves the Gabba. Did oh. you hear him talking up the Gabba. Yeah, he's home. Oh, I love it so much. He was saying, oh, you know what does my head in, boys? What ever since the announcement that the Gabba is going to host the grand final, you get all these fucking dumb cunts having a whinge <laughs> because Chris Scott and Chris Fagan in particular have come out and said that it's right up that when it's full, it's right up there with the loudest stadiums in in the country. Like it's yep. a great atmosphere, and then you get all these fucking armchair dickheads, particularly people from Perth, idiots." <laughs> Who are just like, oh, yeah, what the fuck? 30000 versus 60000 uh oh, Where's your maths, you fucking idiot? And it's like, Chris Fagan worked at Hawthorne for like 12 years. Yep. Four premierships. He's been to the big games at the MCG. He's been to sellout games at the Gabba. The motherfucker's been everywhere. Fagan knows what he's talking about. If he says it's a loud stadium, it is. Idiots. Fuck. Also, I've been there. I've been to a sellout game at the Gabba. And I've been to Anzac Day at the MCG. I've been to grand finals. The Gabba is fucking loud. Yeah, the amount like, of people. It, that's not how decibels work. That's not no. how sound works. No, it's all about the way that a stadium is designed. I yeah. reckon
0: some Fuck of the yeah. bands I've seen in real life, the loudest shows I've been to have been at smaller venues where they've just like cranked the speakers. Where giant venues. Quite as shit, because there's heaps and heaps of space. Too yeah. big.
2: But the other thing I want to say to all those fuckheads as well, Sean, who are complaining that, oh, well, it has to be at the biggest stadium if it's not going to be at the MCG, the next biggest is Perth. It's like, shut up. That's not why it's at Brisbane. Because if it's in like Western Australia, rightly so, still has very strict border control. And yes, yes, the Premier has said that there's a chance they may be able to have 60,000 people on grand final day. They could not promise Gill that. Like that was, yep. the, that was the big defining factor is that Gil went to them and said, can you promise you'll get me 60,000 people on that Saturday? And Mark McGowan said, I just can't. The other factor too is you've got to do a two-week quarantine. So even if the grand finals played there, so what happens? They go, they go in for the prelim and they hub there for two weeks so all the prelims are played in Western Australia – And then people are saying, oh, well, it's, you know, they're rewarding the hub in Brisbane, but West Australia offered to be a hub. How? There's one fucking stadium there. Queensland has two. And then the idea was if Queensland was open, they were also going to be able to use New South Wales. So they had four (laughs) stadiums to choose from on that East Coast. Like it's just, there are so many other factors at play. And it's just these big, sooky Adelaide Eagles supporters who know that their team can't win away from Optus. Yeah. Also,
1: Tom, people confuse
2: the grand, like the actual
1: facilities of a stadium with the playing surface. Yes. The is great. It's a good oh, surface. It's got the it's, best the honestly, best center bounce surface in the world. I've been to the MCG, right? We all have. And we've all yep. sat right up the top. It's kind of a shit house view. There isn't really a bad view at the Gabba. Yep. It's such a good ground. It's compact. Like just because it doesn't have like the cutting edge um, you know, facilities and stuff, the ground is great. The atmosphere is awesome. It's fucking good. It's good for Queensland. Well, it's, ex- it's exciting,
2: like they've like and again, they've moved the AFL have moved a lot of people up there, like that's that's the big issue there, right So as well, like they're not going to pay to move everyone to Queensland and then pay, again, you've got to do a 14 day quarantine in Queensland, in WA before you do anything. So how does that even work for Grand Final Week? It was never going to be in Perth hmm. the, the only, probably the only place it could feel hard done by is probably Adelaide Oval, as they don't have the hard 14-day quarantine. But again, you've moved everyone up to Queensland. You may as well keep playing it in Queensland. And um, Gill has said that if Port win home finals, they can play them at the Adelaide Oval. So you yeah, know,
1: also Adelaide Oval is on standby in case there's an outbreak in Queensland.
2: Correct. So. It's, but it was never going to be Perth. So shut up, Perth. I reckon Perth probably
1: came last. Yeah, they were
0: going <laughs> to play it at the
2: MCG with no crowds <laughs> in hazmat suits before they played it at Optus. <laughs> yeah, good.
0: Right. Let's just get into the games because there's there's been a lot. And, uh, it's all happening. Uh, round 15 started the day after we recorded with probably the two worst results I could have hoped for. (laughs) Uh, so Tuesday, first game, fucking Adelaide won their first game for the year, robbing me of witnessing a milestone, and they fucking beat Hawthorne, those cunts, the same cunts that gave me a heart attack the week before, (laughs) just decided not to turn up and got absolutely fucking dismantled by... The Adelaide Crows. And Clarko wasn't a cunt about this game, but it was a cunt about the next game. So I'm real fired up about him, too. He fucking it was a big sook.
2: Big oh. sook. He's at no point this year when the Hawks have lost, bar maybe this one, has he taken it like gracefully. No, no, actually, no, nah, Joel, after this game, he had a fucking whinge about the draft. He was yeah, saying that, what am I supposed to do? I can't get good draft picks because it's compromised. It's like, Clarko, you haven't been to the fucking draft in like 10 years. You traded out – so you started like building a good young list and then you traded your best young player in Ryan fucking Burton out so you could get Chad Wingard and Jonathan Patton. Mm-hmm. Like, you, this is how you do things. You trade out young players and picks for, for established stars and now it's bitten you in the ass and you're complaining about the AFL – Fucking you over. Shut yeah.
1: up, Clarko. Shut oh, up. Fuck Clarko. He's a dickhead. He's having a whinge that Brisbane and Gold Coast have academies. It's like, and um, the New South Wales teams as well. If Brisbane don't have an academy, you don't have a lot of kids up there wanting to play footy. That's the reason why we're getting kids into footy, because the clubs have academies. You don't need them in fucking Hawthorne. He's a dickhead. <laughs> also, Geelong haven't had access to top-end draft picks, and they've done pretty fucking all right. But again, a dickhead. Maybe a good dickhead. coach in the past. Maybe he's <laughs> gone past him.
2: Maybe he well, I, I just don't think he's the right man now. Like no. he can't do the. He's good at the dynasty stuff, but I don't think he's good at the starting stuff.
1: Yeah. What ah, fucking...
0: so he's a good coach when he's got a successful team just ready to go, Tom.
2: Well, no. So what I mean is building. So he he came in there and he built that team up with a lot of draft picks, got them a couple and got them flags. So he did that, but I feel like now he's done that already once. He doesn't want to fucking do it again. That's the thing. He's
1: having a whinge about drafting. And how, oh, you can't build a team through the draft. It's exactly how they won their premierships. In one draft year, I'm pretty sure he got Hodge, Mitchell. Another one, they got Lewis, Franklin, Roughhead. Yep. Fuck off. Yep. What a dickhead. Yep. I'm sick of I'm sick of Sooks, and he's such a piece of shit. Well, well leave Brett Ratten alone, you fucking
2: dog. Oh, right. We'll get to that. We'll get to that.
0: Uh, and then West Coast beat Essendon in an unconvincing win where Essendon did everything they could to lose this game. Anyway, next game. Uh <laughs> I will say one thing. When Tipper kicks four, that's good for footy.
2: It is. Love Tipper. Uh,
0: Wednesday night, Richmond beat Fremantle. No one was surprised. Who cares? Thursday night, Sydney. Oh. Like, Sydney just, like, looked Melbourne in the eye and were like, Melbourne, I see you're eyeing off that top eight spot, but maybe you're stupid cunts and you just won't beat us and we're (laughs) going to turn it on.
2: It was the most (laughs) Melbourne game ever. All all the pressures on Melbourne. All they have to do is win. They've been playing really well. They're coming up against Sydney, who are missing Dane Rampy and are full of young kids who are, you know, a bit flaky sometimes. Mm. They shit themselves and let Sydney kick, what was it, seven goals to nothing, uh, five goals to nothing in the second quarter.
0: Yeah, and then that's okay. They came out in the third and they kept Sydney to no goals, but then they only kicked one goal three. It's
1: typical Melbourne, man. They yep. just had shit dribbling down their leg for two years now. <laughs> Sick of it. Actually, it's basically filth. for ten years, except for one year where they sort of cleaned themselves
2: up a bit, and then got smashed by West Coast in Perth. Yeah, and it was just <laughs> diarrhea all over Hellhole's turf. <laughs> I, Melbourne, I think, filth. if you're a Melbourne supporter, that's got it. They've got to be honestly Melbourne out of like you got Carlton, you got a few other clubs that are sort of just like. Middling around and are frustrating. Melbourne's got to be the most frustrating. Carlton give you glimpses and they're building, but Melbourne should be so much better than they fucking are. So should Essendon.
0: Yeah, Melbourne and Essendon are probably the two worst to follow at the moment.
2: Mm. Yeah, agreed.
0: But hey, Sydney, this is very promising for your future considering none of your best players were in. Except Papley, did he play?
2: Yeah, Papley played.
0: Yeah, he, he didn't do much, did he?
2: Big chin's gone a bit quiet. Yes. Has- like Tipper kicking four,
0: Papley kicking no goals too is good for footy.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: um, if he wants to leave Sydney, he has gone the wrong way about it in the back half of this year. Yeah. is the- His price is going down. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Sydney, in the last couple of weeks, they've started to look a lot more promising than they did the entire rest of this season. Yeah.
2: Um, and I think the next game uh, was who gives a shit. So let's oh. go to the Friday night game.
0: Yeah, so Giants beat Carlton. and Sick. It was poof. It
2: was an awful game. They're another shit dribbler.
0: Giants? Carlton are. Carlton.
2: Oh, Carlton. Giants kicked one goal to half time and mm. the Carlton just shit their pants after kicking four straight in the first quarter and looked unstoppable and then just went to bed. The Giants love playing for one quarter. Yeah. And <laughs> so it Carlton. But the issue is that they played inverse quarters. Yeah.
0: yeah so Giants kicked two goals 11 to three-quarter time and still won. That's crazy. It's disgusting. That's awful. Kicked That's four bad. goals
2: one to one behind in the last quarter.
0: Jack Riccardi kicking two goals is good, though.
2: He's out, He's outperforming um, Jeze Cameron. He is, which is good because uh, Jeremy Cameron won't beat the Giants next year.
1: Oh, cool. <laughs> You are confident, Thomas?
2: No, nah, who just? I, I don't know if he'll be with us, but I just don't know if he'll be at the Giants. Hmm.
1: Is he restricted or unrestricted?
2: Uh, well, he signed a deal, so he would be. So no, so he's mid deal. He signed a deal last year, so I don't know how it works. So maybe who Cameron? Yep. What do you mean? He he's he's in contract.
1: No, he's off contract at the end of the season. Is he? Yeah, that's the. Well, big I thought he was off contract
2: him. last year. They signed him on, and now they'll trade him. Fuck, man! You're getting confused with their shit truck coach. They've re-signed. Oh, that's right. Good on them.
0: For another two years. Yep. Ooh. Luckily, contracts mean fuck all in AFL these days. True.
1: Well, at the moment, though, I mean, you'd have to pay him out, and they're not yep. going to be able to afford to do it.
0: No. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I always forget because, like, it's always a massive rich clubs that do shit like that all the time. Yeah. Yep. yep.
2: Can't do it now. Especially the big rich clubs like Richmond who suddenly don't have to pay a fucking break because their club is full of fucking idiots.
1: Oh yeah. Good kebab
2: though. Good <laughs> Famous. kebab. It would want to be the Sean it would want to be the best kebab you've ever fucking had. I wonder how much a VFLW program costs. Two kebabs. <laughs> four <laughs> well, kebabs. Four it
1: was that. Yeah, it was four,
0: four wasn't it? Yeah.
2: According to kebab expert Tom Bram. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the other massive thing from this week. Um that's bad, but it's like one of those kind of funny bad
2: things. Their culture has imploded the minute they got out of Victoria, which makes me think that their culture isn't that great. It's just the fact that they play ne- they train next door to the MCG. Yeah. That's it. That's their greatest strength.
0: I would just say that the media in Melbourne probably leaves them alone, where the media in Interstate doesn't care about Richmond at all. But yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, two Richmond players uh, got caught bre- breaching quarantine uh cuz they went to a strip club then they went to a kebab shop then whilst just after they got their kebabs they got into a fist fight uh their kebabs were ruined <laughs> so then they went back to the kebab shop and ordered two more kebabs
2: correct <laughs> and then they got arrested and then they got arrested but luckily yeah. for
1: us Tom Brown uh he had all the scoop <laughs> oh
2: he knew about you the kebabs what, boys, he knew about boys, the sauces the flavors he wasn't protecting his sauces this week he was letting them out
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just imagining tom brown in- he definitely interviewed the kebab man and said yeah. what oh. went down here. So, how come no report from him about what went down in the strip club?
0: That's a very good point.
1: Yeah. Tommy, lift your game.
0: When this came out, uh, Richmond were fined $100,000, which obviously is
1: fucking just a disgrace when it comes to the <laughs> fact that they would just happily cop that. So, yeah, it was seventy-five dollars and then they had twenty-five. dollars left over from the previous time a couple of weeks ago where they broke quarantine <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, um but, but there it's are anyway. only Oh, you know what was so great it was Brendan Gale the president. Is he the president, CEO, yeah. whatever he is? The CEO. boss there. He came out on the radio it was really strong and was like, "Yeah, the two players are going to pay that. That's going to come out of their like out of their contracts or whatever." They can't do that. And then the AFL Players Association were like, "No, no, no, that's not how it
2: works." So <laughs> Richmond looked like big fuckwits. Yeah.
1: Well, here's the thing
2: it. like yes, the players should Copper penalty and their penalty is that they're being sent home and are basically social pariahs. But yeah, the AFL Players Association made sure it was ensconced in law by the <laughs> AFL that any COVID breaches would be paid for by the clubs and not the players. So it's yeah, there's no way. There is no way they're gonna make those players pay that money. Um the AFL, there's gotta be a better way than making it come out of the soft cap for next year, though. There has to be like a fun, like Brennan Gale just has to cop not being paid for the next two years.
1: No, no, but you know why they did it? Because you've got rich clubs who, if you're like, oh, we're fining you 100 grand, they'd just be like, ah, whatever. If you do it in the soft cap, then they really feel it because it affects their program next year.
2: Well, again, they've lost the VFLW program probably because of that $25,000 fine from Brooke Cotchin. They're probably going to now lose... People are like, there's going to be like three or four... They could lose like four staff over this. Like, this is, this is yeah. colossal. And again, Richmond, just... like it's Like, look at it. Okay, there are so many clubs that have had to relocate that haven't behaved like massive clowns. However, I will say this, boys. There are only five clubs in the entire AFL who are yet to breach COVID restrictions. They are Brisbane, the Gold Coast, the GWS Giants... Geelong and I think West Coast
0: yep I will say that we got ours out of just out of our system immediately Uh, hang on
2: you're the only team that had someone test positive for COVID
1: was that your only thing have Essendon done something no we've
0: had two
2: Zerk Thatcher got suspended for a game
0: yeah that Uh, was
1: round two though that
0: was literally immediately
2: Yep. <laughs> they announced you can't do this and he did it.
1: Yep. Is that when Eddie Maguire would have been like, kill him, give him the yes. chair. Yep. yep, yep. yep. All right, boys. There are there are, I will say, two great things in football. The very best <laughs> thing that can happen to any one of us is that you win the premiership. Yep. The next yep. best thing is that you beat Collingwood. Fuck well, it was good. It in, was delicious.
0: In Loved the Howgood's ha- How Goods Footy versus Collingwood Cup this year. Uh, Footy 42,
1: Collingwood won. So we won the war this year. Yeah, yeah. we won the war. Eat shit, you fucking toothless cunts. <laughs> I can't tell you uh, people know. I hate them more than life itself. Yeah. Like God. How good was it? How good is it watching Brandon Starcevich destroy Jaden Stevenson? Ah. Uh, there's no better. Probably whispering in his ear all night, be like, You're gonna bet on this, you fucking piece of shit? <laughs> hate him. Couldn't get near it. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if Collingwood trade him. He looks shit out this year. Harris Andrews got injured. That was disappointing because he's probably going to be missing until early in the final series, which is fucking huge. I think of any team in the comp, he's the one player no one would want to miss from their team. He's the most important player in the team.
2: It I would think. be. It would be the equivalent of say Port Adelaide losing Dixon or Geelong losing Hawkins, based on how yeah. the teams are structuring at the moment.
1: Yep, or it's even big. like.
2: Geelong's most important is probably
1: still Dangerfield. Although, no, I get what you mean, Tom, because without Hawkins, like, see, if Lockie Neal was to miss a few games, Brisbane, I think, have the midfield depth to sort of – You can't replace that, but – Maybe just get through it, but Harris you can Andrews manipulate your
2: game style a- around an absence of a Neil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: everyone keeps talking about, oh, you know, the Tigers did it without Rance, and it's like, well, Rance got injured, and they had like the whole year to figure it out. And on yep. top of that, they were already a premiership team, so shut up. It's not really a fair comparison. No. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, no, nah, Brisbane, they they played well. I would have loved to have smashed Collingwood. Um, it was just like Andrews. Missed the entire second half, I think. I think he went off in the second quarter. And Tommy Fullerton, unfortunately, got injured about 10 minutes into the game. So Brisbane like had that huge second quarter where I think we kicked five goals to one and just turned it on. And then after half, I don't know, as the game progressed, it looked like they were just...
2: You looked exhausted by the end.
1: They just wanted to control the footy and, and kick it around. And fuck, there was like this period where... Because Mason Cox, I think he's a shit truck. And I think Harris Andrews was murdering him, like fucking proper killing him. He looked like a little child out there, the big fucking lumbering giraffe. Um, and then when Andrews went off, Ryan Lester went to Cox, and Cox is like thirty centimeters taller than Ryan Lester. And then Cox started to take a few marks, and then he gets his swagger up. He's an arrogant fuck.
2: I don't like to. See- I noticed that.
1: <laughs> I like seeing swagger from players who are guns and have earned it, or from first gamers. Because then it's cheeky and you kinda of like it. It's not like you've had one good game in your fucking career, mate. You're only getting a game now because your team has such a shambolic forward line that can't fucking kick a goal. They do my head in Collingwood. Even after the I mean, game, Buckley's talking about basically he was saying that if they were to face us again, he's pretty confident they would win, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you were shit tonight. You <laughs> came up against a team that was like so low on rotations in the second half and just kinda of like cruised it's that similar thing Brisbane's been doing a few times this year. Even though the scoreboard was pretty tight, I'd never really felt like we were going to lose it. Yeah, i was no. still nervous as fuck because it's I Collingwood mean, his, and I didn't want to lose. But it his, just didn't feel like – Collingwood, I don't rate them. If you're a Collingwood
2: fan, I think you're better off missing the finals because you're just going to get embarrassed. <laughs> I, think, I think the other thing too to factor in about that that makes that Buckley comment even stupider is he's like, oh, we'll get him next time. You didn't dominate out of the middle. Like, you've got one of the best Ruckmans playing up against a part-time Ruckman. You guys should have killed How good was the, Big O? The Lions. Big O. Oh.
1: Big O smashed Grundy.
2: Yep. Like, comprehensively beat him. It yep. was
1: awesome. It was probably his best game. Steph Martin's going to be back in about four weeks, I reckon.
2: So, interesting to see what they do. Because you do miss Big O clunky marks in the forward line. Well, yes. see, yes. Big, o, Big O being the sole Ruckman means that when Fullerton and Andrews went down, you couldn't... like. You, couldn't, you didn't have a lot of big men to shuffle around. If Martin comes back in, it means Big O can play forward so McStay can go back or something like that.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't I would I wouldn't bring anybody in for Andrews. I will just send McStay back probably and then maybe bring in a forward. I, I'm not yep. sure what they're going to do. We have this other guy, Jackson Payne, but he's only played one game and that was against Richmond. And um, Jack Rewalt kind of smashed him around a bit. So I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. It's a big loss. I'm hoping that Brisbane just... Can grind it out until he gets back. And fucking, because we, there's, I'll tell you now, Brisbane can't beat, uh, Richmond or Geelong, uh, without Harris Andrews. I don't think he's mm. so important. yeah Yep. And fuck Collingwood.
0: Yeah. Well, yep. Collingwood, pr- well, there's a chance that Collingwood aren't in the eight. Uh, oh, no, because Melbourne lost last week. Collingwood will end this round in the eight. Just
1: they've got to win one more.
0: Well, uh, they've got Gold Coast. Yeah, i would be good, though, wouldn't it? Be, it good, wouldn't
1: it be go. good. It would be Oof. great. Oof, locked them out of finals. Oh, come on, Rankin. Stand Isaac <laughs> to kick five. <laughs> a quarter. <Whoa. laughs> kicks twenty goals in a game. He's suddenly in <laughs> oh. Coleman contention. How's How's Robbo getting knocked down by Maynard and not getting a free kick? That's yeah. that umpire is Dean Margets. He <laughs> would be the most hated umpire to every single Brisbane fan. We fucking hate him. I think he's bad at his job. He <laughs> he stood right in front and watched Robbo get knocked down off the ball. And he just said to Robbo, nah, you started it. It's like, well, if Robbo started it, then pay a free kick to Collingwood. So if yeah, he's right? missed two free kicks, you dumb now, fuck.
2: Now here's, so if he's missed two, but tell me, Sean, if Robbo pushes Maynard into the dirt, Maynard gets a free. I'm like, <laughs> Maynard yeah, probably gets two free kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Robbo, gets 50 as well. Robbo probably gets suspended. Yeah. <laughs> A I joke. did like after he had that sort of war with Maynard in that second quarter, he came out at halftime and just like gave him a thumbs up to be like we're all good, right? And yeah. then at the end of the game, I noticed he was having a big chat to Pendlebury and they were having a laugh together. So he must be like good mates with some of the Collingwood boys. Oh, Robbo's all right. Robbo's got white line fever, but outside of footy,
1: he's just a really lovely guy. When he's on the Love field, it. he's an absolute competitive beast. I had a dig at uh, I think it's Channel 7's AFL Twitter account. Because I've noticed they do this thing and it shits me. They'll post like a sort of negative video. In this instance, it was like Robbo sort of cracking the shits at the umpire. And they'll do a little cheeky comment about, oh, Robbo's losing it again. But they tag his Twitter account in there. So then all you get in the comments is all these Collingwood fuckwits just like abusing um, Mitch Robinson. And I just said to him, why do you tag the player in? Like, what yep. response do you think you're going to get from people with this video? Of course, Collingwood fans are all going to pile in on him, and he's going to get a notification for every, everything just because you've tagged him in. It's just shit. Fuck <laughs> Channel if, Seven. Yeah. They if are you're just do a that, fucking shambolic organisation.
2: Oh, can I, can can I, can I have a before we get into the next batch of games? Can I have a big rant about Channel Seven? Maybe, maybe a minute, just a yeah, minute yeah. of yelling is this about, about it?
1: the Brisbane one. Because is it about the curator thing? Did you see that? You've got the Gabba curator, and he's um, sort of. I've actually got two issues. He's protecting the centre wicket, and BT just yep. cracks the shits over it. And it's like, BT, he's doing his fucking job, which you don't do, you dumb fuck. I'm sick of BT. <laughs> no. I actually no. hate him now. No. I
2: hate him. He's an idiot. He's fucking. a clown. He's a fucking moron. Yep. Nowhere is it more evident that that Friday night commentary team is dog shit than in the Sunday game, the Geelong game on Sunday, where you had Lingy. Job and Hamish McLaughlin just having a good chat about footy, like it was just like, like Job's not a great commentator and that like they're a bit bland, but at least they're not fucking idiots. Like they actually yeah. were talking about stuff, and Job has a bit of an insight into Essendon, and Lingy has an insight into Geelong, and McLaughlin's like actually calling the play. Yeah, because-
1: yeah, Tom Hamish and Bruce are the best. Are the best lineup that Channel Seven currently have. Yeah, and that that should be the grand final caller, but it
2: won't be. It'll be Bruce and BT. And Wang fucking Gary. That's, okay, can we talk about Wayne fucking Carey? Can we talk about the fact that Channel 7 have decided to double down on their rehabilitation of a man charged with sexual assault? They're just like, oh, yeah, no, no, what we'll do is we'll put him on a fun reality TV show where he gets up and does a silly dance and talks about how brave he was at taking his clothes off. Wasn't fucking brave when he decided to grab a woman's breast on the fucking street. What a pig. What a fucking pig. And I hate the idea behind this show, right, is all about we're going to do these guys getting out of their comfort zone and they've, they've got... So in the same fucking clip, right, they've got an, uh, Sam, the former bachelor, right, talking about the issues she had with her body image and people saying things about her boobs or her ass or and all this shit. And she's like, this is going to really help me with my confidence. She's got to dance with a fucking guy who was charged with grabbing a woman's tits on the street and saying, oh, come and see me when these get bigger. What, like, what the fuck? Why are you putting him on another platform? Get, the, get him in the fucking bin. Wayne Carey. Guys, Wayne Carey is a cunt, and I hate him. Get him off my TV, put him in a rocket, fire him in into the sun. Get in the bin, Wayne. Get off my television. Good work. Hate com- you. Boys, it goes without saying. I hope he dies. Yeah, hey, fingers crossed. Just get him out of my life. He, doesn't, he brings nothing. He has no insight in, at all in any... Point in any game of football. I've never heard him say anything in a commentary thing. He went, "Oh, you know what? I can almost understand why Channel Seven are willing to put up with him because he's he's a little bit clever. No, he's not even a little bit clever. He's a fucking moron and he's a sex pest. Get it's him weird, off."
0: Also, with as time passes, his achievements on the ground aren't even particular. Like,
1: who cares? You're like right. At this like, point, if it. If it- if he just retired and you're like, oh, he's a Hall of Fame, a Premiership Captain, Champion. But that's all like 20 years ago
2: now, Nelly, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It's like, fuck off, man. You're a and piece he's, of shit. And
2: his insight on the game hasn't evolved either. Like, he still doesn't understand why teams don't just kick it long to a forward. Like, like Jason Dunstall is the perfect example. Both of them were from the same era. Both of them very successful big forwards. But Dunstall at least understands how modern football works a little bit. Kerry just doesn't. Wayne Kerry yeah. is that typical person who...
1: Just had natural excellence at football and has never had to try hard at doing anything else. So he doesn't try hard at his media job in the same way that someone like Daisy Pearce will with all her research or Bruce McAvaney. Yep. Kerry just does nothing and just gets by on being like, oh, "I'll just talk about the big forwards again." And it's like it's your inf- Ugh, all of your inside
2: is fifteen years out of date. Right. And and then but even then, right, so you take all of that away, right? You strip that right back. So even even though he's inside's garbage, everything else about it, the fact remains is the Channel Seven are the are the free to air national broadcaster for our national game which is supposed to be doing all this great work towards helping young men and and all this kind of stuff and having women involved in the sport now as well. And one of the ambassadors of the game's key commentary panel features a man who has abused and assaulted women. Yes. Like, it is just disgraceful.
0: And it's not even a situation where it went unreported. Like, he has a criminal record.
2: He has a criminal record. He was charged with sexual assault. Mm. Like, he's a piece of shit. Like, get him
1: off. It's not even that he did it's not even that he just did it once like I had a one off very bad thing which that even then I'd be like give him the fucking chair it's that yep. he's got like five or six things on his rap sheet and it's like how how do you employ him they've yeah. got to Boys, revise this at the end of the season surely
2: they're not they've they already committed to rehabilitating him by putting him on this fun fluffy reality TV show I it's exactly what channel so 7 much. did to Pauline Hansen they put her on dancing with the stars and then she got a sunrise gig and now she's back in parliament like, literally, that's what they're doing with Carey. They're, they're softening him up so that he's fun and exciting again. It, it does my fucking head in. Like, Barry Hall doesn't have a job in any AFL circles anymore because he made a really, really fucking inappropriate joke on radio. Mm. But that was an inappropriate joke, and now he's blacklisted. But like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, no, we're going to take a hard stance on this particular player in this instance, but we like Wayne Carey a lot. Fuck off. Makes me sick. Let's talk about footy again. <laughs>
0: We know the official stance of the show. It's our secret tagline. Uh, it's Haggard's footy, Warren Collingwood. We hope Win Kerry dies. <laughs> so, next game, North Melbourne lost to Port Adelaide. Shocker. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, uh, then Port on just
2: s- kept winning, and they're probably going to sell up top spot. Yep.
0: Uh, then on Sunday, St Kilda beat Hawthorne. Uh, after Hawthorne kicked the first three goals of the game, and then Clarko came out and said that St. Kilda played slow defensive football or something, but they scored 80 points. Uh, Clarko, you're a fucking idiot. And oh. maybe a dinosaur and maybe retire.
2: Hey, boys. Um... Do you, reckon, do you reckon what happened is is that uh, St. Kilda got outscored in a free-flowing game against Hawthorne in the first quarter and thought, we can't win if we let the game continue to be free-flowing, free so we need to slow the game down a bit, get it back on our terms, and maybe Brett Ratton just out-coached Clarkson and he cracked the absolute fucking shits about it? Definitely. At
0: quarter time, the score was 5-1 to 4-4. How is that slow defensive
2: football, Clarko, you absolute fuckwit? Also, St. Kilda kicked 80 points. That's yeah. a really high score this year. They're, I think, second or
1: third for scoring in the Second. League. Yeah. So shut up, Clarko. Just because you got out coached in the second quarter and they turned the game their way, you're a fucking idiot, mate.
2: Boys, listen, listen to this stat. You ready? So these are the highest scores. So uh, over the weekend, uh, Adelaide kicked 83. Um, that's the highest score from round 15. No one else scored over 83 points. No one else scored over 70 points in round 15. Uh, And then at the start of round 16, 78, 80, and 108 are the highest scores. So out of the the games over round 16 and round 15, St. Kilda have the third highest score from two (laughs) rounds of football. Shut the fuck up, Clarkson.
0: (laughs) God, he's a fucking idiot. Oh, man. I think Clarko is a pretty good example of like, he's just a coach that has no idea how to coach a losing side, I guess. Your team shit this year, Clarkson, and it's shit on the back of some of the coaching decisions you've made. Don't take a swing every time you lose a game at the media, or other clubs, or other players, or fucking everyone. How about but just also, fucking relax and maybe read a book about modern football? Because you clearly don't fucking get but also,
2: it. But, but also, one of the things he had a crack about, which I forgot when he was whinging about the draft, is he said he, that Hawthorne and Sydney are in the same position. And I'm like, I don't think they are, Chief. Uh, uh, Sydney Sydney have a lot of young talent. You don't.
0: (laughs) Sydney blood new players all the time. Um, Are constantly playing a really young side. Almost consistently have the youngest team playing uh, because a lot of, like, when Buddy's not playing, their, like, average age of their team just fucking plummets. Yep. So, like, Hawks, I reckon the fucking average age is fucking 45.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, fuck Hawthorne to hell. Let's steal all their players. Yeah.
0: Yep. For the I'll one year before they retire. <laughs> um. Next game, Tom, you take the lead.
2: You don't want to talk about this one, bud. Nah. That's okay. To say. Look, I'm going to keep my hype small because I I want to be respectful to my good friend Joel Dusha. Um. This was beat because we, we beating
0: eleventh place isn't anything. You should be too hyped on Tom.
2: However. This was our first game after a bye, and uh, this is the kind of game that we probably, you know, come mm. out a little bit rusty. We lost uh, you know, Stanley and Tui before the bounce, no Selwood, but uh, we came out and kicked 12 goals uh, to two and a half, and mm. then just took the foot off the gas and cruised the rest of the game, which was um, good to see. Uh, Jed Buse kicked a couple of fucking monster goals, Love he to did. see it, and uh, Tom Hawkins, I reckon that's the Coleman sewn up with two games to go.
1: How far ahead is he? Uh, I think he's like 10. 10 ahead of
2: <laughs> Lynch. Yep. So Lynch is going to have to kick five goals in two weeks, 10 goals in two weeks, and he plays Geelong next week and assume that Hawkins kicks no goals against Richmond and no goals against Sydney.
1: Bloody hell. I'm regretting yep. putting the enormous sum of $1 on Charlie Cameron to win the Coleman medal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean? Mate, I don't think you're going to see that dollar again. Ah, <laughs> fuck.
1: Uh,
2: now, look, this was this was good to see uh, Geelong just keep getting wins on the board, especially nice to see us start strong after last week where we decided to play three quarters of catch-up footy just to see how that would go. Uh, this week we decided we'd just come out and bury a team and then have a bit of a nap. I feel like we were also... This is no disrespect to Essendon, but we played Dangerfield field forward for a lot of the game and a few other players out of position, which makes me think we were doing that on-field resting players in the back half of the game. Rowan didn't play the last quarter as a precaution because I think Chris Scott's looked to next week and gone, I want to fucking murder the Tigers.
1: Yeah, it took the foot off um, because at one point it looked like a fabled 200-pointer. It did. <laughs> and then you let everyone down except for Joel.
0: Yeah. Uh but don't worry, my own team had so much implosion going on in the back half of the game that even without the uh, foot on the neck of my team, we hurt me in ways that I just didn't think were possible. So not having McGraw is obviously uh, a big issue for Essendon. Uh Probably a bigger issue than the huge issue I already thought it was. Uh, our midfield just kind of fell apart. Uh so, it was confirmed earlier today that Irving Mosquito has done his ACL and maybe ruled yeah. out for all of 2021.
2: It looks fucking bad, man. Um, Can I actually talk about the, the best thing to come out of this game was actually before the game. Uh, so, it was Father's Day on Sunday and the Geelong Footy Club put together a package where they got all the kids of like the players wishing him all happy Father's Day. Really sweet stuff. You know, there's Josh Jenkins playing his first game for Geelong. His little daughter's wishing him happy Father's Day. And Harry Taylor's kids like, we love playing footy with your dad. A lot of that kind of stuff. Love your dad, love your dad. Bang, George Dangerfield asked about his dad, just screams into a microphone, my dad is a T-Rex. <laughs>
1: love it. Bloody good.
2: Love to see it. Anyway, did
1: you hear then, then Joe Watson? <laughs> it was such a weird comment. Do you remember it, Tom? They oh, played maybe? that clip, and then Job was just kind of like, "Yeah, I was, uh, I was always a bit of a T Rex man myself."
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Job Such had, a weird oh, unit.
2: Can I say the other great thing to come out of this game happened after the game? So Geelong, as a footy club, do like a roaming mic thing, a bit like the roaming Brian stuff, but it's with like other players. So Tom Hawkins did it, just interviewed a few players after the game, and he was talking to Brad Close. Um, and Brad Close was like, I tell you what, Hawker, uh, you took that mark that ball and you're going for your third goal, tied up against the boundary. And I went to run out on a lead and Grian apparently put his arm across his chest and was like, nah, mate, he's not going to pass it. he will nail this. <laughs> and he did. Um, and I love that. Just
0: back to Job for one moment. He also revealed something that was just really off the cuff. I think I like Job in the commentary box, but like, on, like, special, special comments, where he just <laughs> chimes in with just, like, something that's just, like, off its head out of the blue. And you're like, huh, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, so before this game, he revealed that he is currently looking after Kale Hooker's pet turtle, Cooper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Kale, Kale has a
2: pet turtle?
0: Yep, named Cooper. Job Calm. Fucking hell. Is, Calms him he, down. Yeah. Uh, Job's in charge of feeding it. And uh, also, this was just said just off the cusp of something. Oh, it was because they were talking about how it was KL Hooker's 200th game last week. And he just like popped out <laughs> with that, took no questions, and then they just moved on.
2: Um, I've got a good stat for you, boys. Uh, so on the, the Essendon game, Hawkins kicked four goals uh, for, the, for that match. It's the 12th time this year that Tom Hawkins has kicked multiple goals in a game. There are, There is no other player that has registered double figures yet.
0: That's big. Um, also, I guess one thing that was kind of pretty Haggards footy. I mean, if the game was closer, this would have been a much better moment. But considering it was a massacre, it's less of a capturing of the Haggards footy spirit. But during the coin toss, Heppel and Dangerfield were fucking around with each other for some reason.
2: I did say that. I don't know what they were doing. They were just being smart asses. It was great.
0: They went to do the like I think what I think I think it was happle. Someone kind of made like a went to go into like a handshake gesture, but then realized and like turned it into a fist bump, which is what they've been doing. Hmm. But um Dangerfield realized, so then they ended up like fist bumping but then like kind of tapping each other. <laughs> Like, it was, like, very reminiscent of if you see two guys talking at, like, a party or something, and someone says something dumb, they're like, <laughs> yeah Or, like, it was calling good. each other big fella. That's what oh, it absolutely. felt
2: like. It. <laughs> absolutely. I love, Dangerfield gets the cops a lot of flack, but he's a cheeky fuck on the field, and I kind of like it.
0: Yeah, it, um, yeah. Also, Essendon have won the toss uh, every game this season, bar two. And Essendon have also only won two first quarters, so it's exciting stuff. <laughs> right, next game.
2: Um, do we want to move on, Joel? For your sake, mate, In- invoke the mercy rule and talk about the game after this one.
0: Yeah. So, game after this one. This is a juicy one. Oh yeah. <laughs> this was very juicy, very low scoring, very chill after a uh, half time, but very close. Um. Bulldogs, go the bonds. Fucking doggies didn't kick a goal in the first quarter. Eagles kicked four. Doggies win.
1: Big tip,
2: huge tip. Yeah. <laughs> so you Sean, know what, boys,
0: fifteen minutes before this game started, you've like I've got word Nick Nats out. Change your
1: tip. <laughs> I didn't, and uh sure, mate, you should have listened. You got that to listen. Big no juicy insight. No shui. I don't know, they're missing someone else. Uh, Shannon Hearn didn't play. It's amazing that the Bulldogs didn't win by more.
2: Well, I mean, they kicked 6-13, so yeah. (laughs) I think I know what actually happened. What? Bevo watched the tape last week and was just like, fuck, maybe we should try not kicking a goal in the first quarter and then coming back from the clouds. (laughs)
1: Mm. It keeps them alive, though. It's big for the dogs. Yeah,
0: so Giants really have to beat... Uh, well, I mean it's Adelaide, but they can't afford to fuck this one up. And Adelaide, all of a sudden, like they're not—they're not playing like the shit house Adelaide that I've no and hate.
2: I mean, the other thing too is that uh, round—I think round 18—the Giants play Melbourne, which <laughs> no, will probably be a <laughs> they big game. If Kilda. Melbourne. <laughs> oh no! So next week they play Melbourne. Sorry, so that's a big game again. Because yeah. if the Giants lose and Melbourne win and. Well, it's all up in the air.
0: I meant to say this when we are talking about the Essendon game, but it's relevant to Melbourne as well. I think, like, I knew that we are playing like shit, and this wouldn't have fixed a 66-point, just absolute just dismemberment. But the fact that Essendon's bye was, like, round three, and they're playing, like, six games of football in the space of four weeks is really starting to, I think, take its toll on players.
2: Um, and do you want to hear a stat that will both make you furious? Yes. Uh, so since I think the new fixture has come out, so that's like two rounds ago, uh, yep. Richmond will not play a game against an opponent that has had more of a break than they have. Cunts. Yeah. From about round 14 to round out to 18. Yeah, that's nice. No well,
0: good. since they can't play every single game of the MCG, I guess the AFL had to make some kind of, uh, you know, new thing for them to get an unfair advantage. I yeah, that's that. right. Fuck Richmond. It. I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. It's It's hey, been on this whole
2: time. It's been on since day one. It's
0: I reckon there was probably a turning point a couple of weeks ago. No, it was probably around, around like round 11. And listeners will notice. I don't think I've said anything positive for about 10 episodes.
2: <laughs> um, Look, there's a game happening right now.
0: The game that's currently happening as we record is Melbourne take on Freo. Melbourne really need to win this if they want to make the finals. The current score is Melbourne. 0 goals 0 to Fremantle 0 goals 4.
2: Good. Beautiful game yeah. football.
0: Uh it's all it's almost quarter time so things are uh not going well for. Oh and Freo just kicked another behind.
2: Hey, good on
1: him. <laughs> Melbourne is shitting <laughs> their pants early. Oh yeah. Um they also Trail dropped Mitch Brown for this game. They dropped him.
0: Yep. So Patrick oh, kicked I'll drop two now. goals in two weeks. Yeah. Well, they're dropping their finals chances currently as well. So everyone's being fucking dropped.
1: How many Melbourne uh, supporters do you reckon have just given up hope in the last 10 most years? Most of them.
2: <laughs> like I've just walked I've away. Got a mate you know. host, I've got a mate who I work with um, who is a Melbourne supporter and he get approaches every season with just the same res- resigned. Like even when they made that prelim final in the next year, I'm like, were well, you excited for their chances this year? And he goes, no. No, because if you have hope, they'll crush it. So you just don't have hope. That's so sad. He's so angry at Melbourne because he genuinely is like, I hate Melbourne. I'm going to barrack for them forever, but I hate them because my dad is going to die having never seen a premiership. That's right. And his dad's not that old. So he's banking on the fact that there's going to be another 40 years of no premierships from Melbourne.
0: I'm worried that my dad... Well, no, my son's dad will die without seeing an Essendon flag after he was 10 <laughs> at this point. Um, hang on,
2: hang on, hang on, hang on. My son's dad, that's you.
0: Yes. That was. That's the bit, Tom. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you figured that out, Tom.
2: I thought you were saying, like, your son's 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 kid, you know, like, it's going to go on for so long, it's going to be generational, but I'm just a fucking idiot. So let's. Yeah, Tom, if I, if I meant just move that, on. Just, I would have said let's just my move son's Let's son. move on. Let's move on. Let's just move on. Yeah, it's probably for your best, uh, for the best. Yeah. Uh,
0: anyway, next three games we've already tipped them. But G- Giants play Adelaide, Sydney play Carlton, and Gold Coast play Brisbane. I read that clash. away to home team for some reason. Read it backwards. Don't know why. Just mixing it up. Yeah. Anyway, we tipped whoever we tipped. Yeah. Round seventeen. We're some profit calls.
2: Oof. Big
0: <laughs> Thursday night. St Kilda play West Coast. I reckon West Coast will win. West Coast. St. Kilda?
2: You know what? Nah, boys. Fuck it. Saints. Let's go. All right. Then we have Geelong
0: take on Richmond. Geelong. Geelong. Yeah,
2: Geelong. I can't wait for old man Harry Taylor to keep Lynch goalless and then just slip him a bit of ham and milk at the end of the game. (laughs) Then Saturday. Oh, no, no. Boys, even better. Even better. Harry Taylor to keep Lynch goalless and then just palm him some kebab meat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then we have North Melbourne take on Fremantle. Jesus Christ. Freo. Freo. I don't even think the, like, coaches will be watching this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, Freo will win. Oof. I feel bad for everyone involved Football. in that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> then we have Port Adelaide taking on Essendon, where Essendon will so, uh, the pieces will fi- finally come together. Yeah. We're on here, yes. go the Bombers.
2: Yeah, Port Adelaide. Uh, um, Charlie Dixon might kick eleven.
0: Ooh. Nah, not on. Hurley. Oh,
1: fucking Hurley shaved. Yeah, and I hate it. I hated it mm. so much. He looks like a little twelve-year-old. Sick of it.
2: Hawkins treated him like a twelve-year-old too. Just yeah. pushed him aside. Went yeah. fuck off, son. Lost, Get your beard back. He come he lost and talk to hours.
1: Him. He's yeah. done. Yeah, trade him. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. No, I've, I've, sorry, I've spoken to Tom about this. Hurley needs to leave for his own happiness. Yeah. Yep.
2: What? <laughs> it is, Joel, there's nothing more to explain. Yep. The, the entire idea is summarized in Hurley needs to leave in order to be happy. Yeah.
0: Where's he going? Anywhere. Anywhere. What? But he's got Get a lot up the back. He loves Yeah, it he'll be there. fine.
2: Hooker belongs at Essendon, yeah. right? Essendon is in Hooker's blood, but yeah. Hurley is a nice boy who just looks so tired, and he just needs to play for a team that loves him, yeah, and respects him. He deserves a flag. <laughs> He's played at Essendon for like ten years now. Yep. Ten yeah, years <laughs> ten years too long. Ten years too long. get him down right. to down, get him get him out. Bring him down the highway. You know, Harry Taylor is going soon. Maybe he will have fun fun at Geelong.
1: Bring him up north.
2: Yeah, get him to Brisbane. Just get him somewhere <laughs> away from. The, the hate that he cops at Essendon. He doesn't from get his any hate himself. Doesn't he? Oh, he might. Ah. He's getting hate right now for getting rid of his beard. He doesn't deserve that. No, he's a good boy. Let's get him out. And he, he's a good bloke, and good blokes win flags. He deserves a flag. He's not going to get one at the Bombers anytime soon. So. Loves, so. Hashtag free Hurley.
0: He loves playing with Hooker. I don't know what you're talking about. Although they keep separating them recently, which I usually love, but... The trick with Hooker is you can't start him up forward. you got to bring him up forward when things are getting hectic. Yep. yeah. It's all right. Chuck's anyway. trying out new things. it will be right. Yeah. Anyway, Giants take on Melbourne. Ugh. I don't know. If- don't Who cares?
2: Mel- do Jesus care?
0: Christ. Uh, so it's looking like Melbourne aren't going to score in the first quarter against Fremantle. Uh,
2: so Giants will win.
0: Yeah. If Melbourne lose today, Giants will win because Giants will be hungry for that spot and Melbourne would have just absolutely yep. fucking cooked it for themselves. Yep. Uh, then we have Carlton take on Adelaide. Carlton. Carlton. Adelaide. Ooh. Ooh. Big. Uh, Sean Big. is on board the Adelaide freight train. Yep. They're pumping.
1: <laughs> Maybe send Hurley there.
0: Don't send Hurley to Ad- What Adelaide. You-, you want him to be happy not to kill himself.
2: <laughs> yeah, true. Brisbane or Geelong. You worried Alabama about Essendon flag
1: before Essendon? <laughs> oh,
0: well, the only Ooh. advantage that Adelaide have is that their club culture is so bad that they're going to have to gold coast themselves almost immediately <laughs> and just fire every player, just start from scratch. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Well, they won't need to fire any players because literally every single player wants to leave. Then we have Hawthorne taking Western Bulldogs, doggies, Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm going to go Dogs as well. Uh, And then Sydney take on Brisbane. Brisbane. Brisbane.
1: Brisbane. Dangerous, though. Yeah. Brisbane.
0: And then Collingwood take on Suns. Suns to end Collingwood's finals campaign.
2: Isaac to the rescue. Save the day. Bang. Yep. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. Dusha. Tom. Have we got any emails this week?
0: We got heaps. We got so many.
2: Too many? many,
0: We got so many that Sean was like, make sure you don't start reading the emails too late. This will be a big episode. And then, uh, Tom, do you know what we've done? We've started the emails 20 minutes too late. Fucking
1: cunts every fucking
0: week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've got some like sub-emailing of people, I guess. We've got people using us to fight each other. Which it. is something that I respect. That's what we're here for.
2: Yeah. Um, hey, are we, are we the conduit for your punch-ons? Good. So, we'll get to the punch-ons
0: in a second, but first we got an email from Jared, who's a Hawthorne supporter, which let me just say confused me because he starts the email being like, uh subject is looking forward to an easy win win against the crows. Uh good evening, <sighs> Sultans of the Sharon. <laughs> Firstly, love your work, boys. It's a great listen every week. Now, as a Hawk supporter who's had to put up with a fairly dismal last few months culminating in a team physically leaving the ground at halftime against the Dons, it's nice to be going into a game as a favorite and with a huge chance of getting a win on the board against the... <laughs> oh. <laughs> against the uh, Sandfall Reserve s- standard <laughs> side of the Crows. Surely there's no way that...
2: Joel. I think we need to put him out of his misery. You don't let him dig any deeper. Oh, no, Just- no, no,
0: Tom. No. Surely there's no way we could mess up such an opportunity. Oh, fucking hell. You may have realised when seeing this email that it was received roughly six hours after the game was due to end. Which may then lead you to believe I am simply in denial of the result that occurred earlier out of sheer desperation <laughs> to feel good about my beloved club. <laughs> but I can assure you this is not the case. Just looking forward to a lovely Tuesday evening roast after an easy win. I know that the Crows are coming off a break and a solid three-quarter performance against the Cats. We're not in the best of form, but G would be a pretty shit team to lose this evening, which would certainly never happen. Kind regards, Jared. Jesus, Jared. Good on you, mate. (laughs) P.S. A couple of hours ago, I noticed a few strange holes in the living room wall, which must have been (laughs) some new addition from earlier in the evening. Seems like someone may have felt a tad angry beforehand, but I'm not quite sure of the reason behind it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh. He's mementoed himself.
0: <laughs> and Sean, PPS, a quick go fuck yourself to Port and the testicle headed cunt Ken Hinckley, as well as the Collingwood Football Club, Eddie Maguire, Wayne Carey, and Gil.
2: <laughs> That's a good email. That's a very good You're email. Right. Jared,
0: yeah. I'm so sorry that this has happened.
2: Well, no, I, I look. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to assume that Jared's listening to this episode. He's blacked out for the f- three <laughs> to five minutes that we talked about the game that he's talking about. And he's yep. waiting to hear the result of Hawthorne beating Adelaide. <laughs> we just It's a shame. He's going to be waiting forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So let's get into the emails where everyone's just fighting each other using our inbox. Uh, so it starts with Baz. Who, if you remember last week, he sent us an email that made us so angry that we closed the inbox. No one got the memo because we got about four hundred thousand emails this week. But still, uh, Baz the Baz, TC, yeah, Baz the TC.
2: If Baz makes us angry, we're not going to just we're not going to read any others.
0: All right, he hasn't so, written again, has he? He has, but Sean, don't worry. This 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 is what starts what becomes an avalanche. So, last week, Baz sent us an email that made us so angry that we didn't read another Richmond supporter's email, Pat. So, Baz writes, us, writes to us this week and says, I'm sorry I was such a fuck. Don't, Pat, don't punish Pat, though. He sounds like a great bloke. I'll go to footy jail for a while. Sincerely, footy inmate 1719, Baz. Oh, go footy, that's- Go to footy I jail forever. That. Then, we've got another email from Pat. So, Pat wrote us an email last week that was all about positivity and trying to score good karma for for Richmond. We didn't read it out last week due to Baz's email, but I did read it in my own personal time. It was very positive. Uh, He was looking for the upsides and, like, was disappointed in some of the Richmond behavior, but he was trying to do his best to hopefully outweigh Richmond. So, Pat then emails us after hearing that his email... Wasn't read out due to Baz's behavior. Hello, fellow comrades in the biggest army the world has ever seen. I am writing to you because somehow (laughs) two morons being kicked out of a strip club and endangering the AFL season is the second most disgraceful thing associated with Richmond to happen this week. Baz and all other TCs can get fucked. (laughs) Pat then goes on to say Who did I tip for 10 years when Richmond Were a laughing stock? Richmond Who did I tip round 1 2015 After being dicked by Port Adelaide In an elimination final? Richmond Who did I tip in round 7 2007 After Geelong ripped my heart out And stomped in it? The Richmond fucking Tigers. If you're not going to ride out The tougher times and support the team through anything Then you can't jump in when they get successful Yes
1: that's
2: great. (laughs) Love it Love it so much. I love that
0: on a brighter note, I am absolutely frothing at the mouth for the Geelong-Richmond game this week. If Geelong win, I think Tom should prepare for a light breeze on his scalp come oh. November. And well, if Richmond look- win, I'll be preparing to tattoo future three-time Premiership hero Bashir Hawley's face directly <laughs> over my heart.
2: <laughs> Boys, just so you know, oh, so you can see me in this Zoom chat, yeah. so you can see how long my hair is. Yes. It's, it's really shaggy. Yeah, Because of the lockdown laws uh, that are continuing in Victoria I cannot get a haircut until after October 26 so I have two more months to grow my hair before I then shave it all off
1: I haven't had a haircut since Feb mate it's covering my eyes I'm ready so Pat signs off
0: with here's to the war on TC's and the war on Collingwood Pat good on you Pat love your work mate Baz, we read Pat's email hope that was what you were hoping for Baz's week gets a little bit worse, because we got another email in our inbox. Subject, Baz, you absolute traitorous cunt. <laughs> uh, so, bang, Baz, maybe if you're listening, just skip ahead a couple of minutes, mate, because no, this mate, one doesn't look it. like it's cunt. <laughs> you fuck. Um, this one's from Anarchy. Look, I'm sure I'm butchering that name, and I'm so sorry, uh, but hey- Great email because it says your whole fucking spew of an email reeks of arrogance and the lack of passion of a big team as an international Brisbane fan for about six years now who until recently only saw loss after loss after loss from the Lions never once would I bet against my boys or girls deep down in my stomach when I wake up at 3 a.m. to watch games against teams I've literally never seen them beat I believe because that's what a fucking supporter does that's huge fuck (laughs) If we use your dumb as fuck metaphor about your team being a spouse, you're basically saying if your husband is having a rough one and can't get it up, you'll go and get it anywhere else instead of supporting (laughs) your man. Bang! I see it enough in the local football where my team is going through a shit time and everyone is shitting on them. I know we're going to be back to winning and I won't leave their side now and come back later when we do, as so many fuckheads will, because I believe in the fucking boys, no matter what. I write this while stressed to fuck about the Collingwood game. A team I've never seen a win against, but a team I know we're going to fucking destroy. I can't wait for the beauty of my first ever roast against Collingwood. So fuck you, Baz. Up the lions. <laughs> fuck traitorous fairweather cunts like Baz. Oh, <laughs> uh, email of the year. fucking uh, P.S.
1: It. Up the lions.
0: In a less angry note, Thanks, footy profs, for being the only footy analysis show slash podcast I can bear to listen to without all the macho bullshit that sports shows always have. It's a great service to an international supporter like me who usually can't watch all the games because of time zones.
2: Oh, that's really nice. Fucking legend. It's great. Um, Uh, (laughs) I love that it's like, oh, you know, you don't go in for the fighty macho bullshit, and we're like, yeah, fight now, (laughs) e It
1: doesn't count when it's TC's. Ah, true. Um, couple more emails. Uh, going after Baz?
0: Nah, ah, no. Mo- but ba-
1: ba-
0: Baz has copped it enough. Ah, that'll do. Shut it down again. <laughs> no, nah, there's there's a there's a couple of good ones you want to hear. Okay. Uh, we got an email from Ryan, who is a Brisbane supporter, and such a big R- Brisbane supporter that he actually appeared on the fan wall, and he got a bit of an insight uh, because Legend. of that. He saw the commentary team setting up. And apparently they were all just like kind of digging into Tom Brown about uh, reporting on kebabs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> good to hear.
0: And yeah, he uh, Ryan attached a photo of himself sitting in the fan wall, uh, just absolutely fucking chowing down on a kebab, and that's also good to see.
1: Oh, fucking legend, Ryan! Actually, Ryan, Love. I'll just say that I would caught this email before the game, so I let the boys know we did actually see you on the TV after every goal. We did. Fa- interesting fact that I learned from this email. They pre record the reactions. They pre record it. I always assumed, even though it sounds crazy, but I assumed that it was just live reactions. So I was always like, how come no one's ever a cheeky cunt and does something like fucked? So he pre-recorded all his reactions before the
2: game. Which
0: is weird because some of the reactions, there was one in the accident fan wall. There's a
2: guy just sitting in the dark, not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why I thought they were live because I've seen ones where the team's getting smashed and they kind of just like give one little clap and that's it or, you know. Yeah. But that's apparently like, so I think Ryan said, I can't remember if this is in the email, but I think he was saying that, you know, they all, they get them all to do a Charlie revving the thing. So when Charlie, if Charlie kicks a goal, they all do that one, stuff like that.
0: um Yeah. He does go on to say that. So after the win, he says, holy shit, what a win. Fuck Collingwood. Fuck BT up the mega wall. It's a shame Charlie didn't kick a goal because they've pre-recorded out, in quotation marks, Charlie's Harleys. And I gave that my absolute
1: 110%. I've got to say, Ryan, very impressive um, memorabilia wall behind you. Oh, the setup was, was very good. Absolutely decked out. Incredible.
0: So, two emails that go hand in hand. Uh, <clears throat> this one, there's no name attached. So, it's an anonymous email. Uh, the subject is, and this is going to sound like I sent an email because I'm saying it's anonymous, but I can confirm it was not me. Subject is a wholesome Essendon email. Dear professors of footy, and in particular doucheur. Firstly, congratulations to Tom and Carney for their roasts, even if one comes at the cost of an incident toast. I will not say much on the matter, save for that Brisbane did a very good thing by defeating the pies. Now onto a more important thing. Though some history may be in order. My first game of AFL was Brisbane v Carlton back in 2018, and while that was before Brisbane became the freight train they are today, I liked Brisbane as it was one of the few teams I knew of from y'all, but I tried to remain unbiased and just watch some footy because I didn't have power over which games I had. Fast forward to the Festival of Footy, and I was getting about every game, and due to this, something dawned on me. I love feeling anxious, and I love Essendon. They are some of the most infuriating people to see running around trying their darndest (laughs) to play footy, but I found myself holding my breath or my heart racing more than I would with any other team. I wish that Brisbane would do the same thing for me because I like so many of their players, but Brisbane has but Brisbane has nothing on how I feel watching the Bombers play. So, Dusha, I don't know how many Essendon fans have been made over the course of this show, but I am one of them, and I'm ready to see what bodily failure they cause for me next. Heart <laughs> attacks seem too tame at this point. <laughs>
1: what a <poor> that's, choice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's absolute chaos to be like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to tip Essendon because they hurt me the most. <laughs> and I respect that. I respect that a lot.
1: Almost like they picked the team based on who they think's going to kill them. <laughs>
2: yeah, you <yeah. laughs> have to respect it. Which footy team's absolutely going to fuck me up?
0: <laughs> that was that was nice towards Essendon, I guess. Kind of like a rude, but hey, we got a supporter. This one from Alexander: Fuck Sash teams. <clears throat> <laughs> Dear Footy Professors, Held off on writing this on Tuesday because I wanted to listen to this week's episode beforehand and I was not disappointed at all. Am I one to gloat? Usually not. But after nearly a whole season of Dusha predicting that Adelaide would go winless, was our victory on Tuesday made all the sweeter by Essendon fucking it up yet hours later? You bet it was. (laughs) Bloody stoked that we won. Won it well. And won it against bloody Hawthorne. And that the footy gods saw fit to further punish Dusha for his hubris on the very same day. How good's footy? Bloody good. (laughs) At this point, all the heat comes off Essen and goes straight to Alexander leading the charge with the war on Richmond. Oh. On a different note, I am fully behind the war on Richmond. It has been beautiful to watch them go from fuck up to fuck up. Hardwick in particular is a bloody minded sook who can give it and can't take it. Pretty sure he still hasn't apologised for his idiotic comment about Schwartz. (laughs) And for all their propaganda about being aware of mental health and supportive over the last few years. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for that in the workplace as society and footy clubs, but it's now painfully obvious that it was just a lot of big talk to cover a bunch of entitled scumbags and dirty players. Besides Hardwick's shitbag attitude, (laughs) they've had bum groping, gut punches, diving and staging, Caddy's idiot fuckery against Port and Lynch straight up trying to murder Withered in a few weeks back. I'm sick of them. Oh, and not to mention all of their stupid shit at the Tribunal over the last several years. The only happiness left to me this year would be to watch the Tigers make it to the Grand Final and lose. And Hardwick then going off his rocker at any of his players who dare show their mental weakness and shed a tear. They're a pack of entitled thugs and fuckwits, and the sooner everyone realizes that, the better. Not really sure what the point of this email was. Just bloody sick of Richmond and their crap and needed to vent. Cheers. Hope you're all enjoying your roast again as soon as possible. Fuck Collingwood. Fuck Hardwick's pack of bastards and not winless. And being not winless in 2020, which is a pretty great feeling. Uh... Alexander then goes on to say, PS, full disclosure, wrote this a few hours ago, and then saved it to my drafts, as I wasn't sure if it was too mean-spirited. However, with Striptman now hitting the headlines, (laughs) decided that every bit of the pent-up anger at Richmond was fully justified. So here we are. (laughs)
2: Striptman.
0: Sack the lot of them, start an 18th team in Tassie instead, and give Hardwick a commentary dub to make up for it. He'd fit right in with those clowns. (laughs) <laughs> on further reflection I don't really hate Essendon like I do Richmond at the moment but douche's bad karma is pretty damn funny to me so I am leaving this email as is seriously though fuck the CTs in brackets cunt tigers <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am um, good Alexander I hope you enjoyed the roast you got on Tuesday night mate because that is a, the longest coming roast in a long time that's like 13 months without a win Ooh. 13 months without the taste of gravy and potatoes. Although, yeah. actually, actually, no, that's not quite true. It's 13 months without a roast from the men's team. He was feasting on roast earlier in the year with the women's yes. side, doing what they do best.
0: Uh, last email, and this is from our former boss, Gemma. Uh, when I saw her name in our inbox, I was scared that it was some kind of business review, but it's not.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's reported us to the Better Business Bureau, yeah. and we're fired. She's
0: issued a cunt report, and she's been like, boys,
2: <laughs> you're fucking
0: off the off your rocker." But no, it's all about how good Sydney were. So after all those aggressive emails, here's a nice one. Hi, nerds. Rude.
2: Oh. I, look, can I just say, <laughs> that's the kettle calling the pot a nerd, considering Gemma eats stats for breakfast. <laughs> He keeps we- spreadsheets on player trades. That's nerdy. <laughs> and brags about it on social media.
0: Can we take a moment to appreciate Robbie Fox? This year, he's gone from fringe player in and out of the side in various positions to first choice lockdown defender, giving up he- height. The giving up height every single week with no Dane Rampey in the side. Alier needing to chop out in the rock, and last year's retirement of McVeigh, Smith, and Grundy. The Swans desperately needed. some reliable defenders to hold down the fort. Lloyd has done exceptionally well, so too Mills. But Fox going into defense and having the season he's having deserves all the awards. Also, Harry Cunningham has quietly done the same and also deserves some credit. Yeah, fringe players coming to the rescue. Also, Jordan Dawson, Tom McCartan, and Hayden McLean are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gemma. I agree with everything she said.
2: Can I just say, Mm. I am... So surprised that Gemma is excited about Fringe Players doing well, yeah. because that is not her M.O. at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I, I, I tuned out. Um, <laughs> what was the email? Sean, do you want me to read it again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll read it in my own time. Uh, Thank you
0: for the email, Gemma. Yes, Sydney's fringe players, uh, they're going to need to lift because they're kind of the only players Sydney have left at the moment.
2: Um, and uh, if you want to let us know how your fringe players are going, um, you can send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter uh, at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55.
0: And I'm at Douche13. And uh, if anyone is friends with Baz, maybe check on him because it sounds like he might be dead after these emails.
1: Good. <laughs> Baz, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, what a fuck with Hold
3: up.